Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's get it started. Welcome, everybody. Training camp on the ice begins tomorrow down at Rogers Place. Bob Stoffer back in the 630 Ted Studios. Special shout-out at this time to Brendan Escott, huge part of the show. Uh, he hosted for us on, uh, what day was it now? I'm running out of days here. Uh, he hosted for us on Wednesday. We did the show live from the hotel room Thursday in Penticton. Friday split shift, obviously, in our version of Orders Now. And then flew back with the Orders from Penticton on Monday. And Brendan at the helm again yesterday as we had the Oilers Media Golf Tournament. Special shout out to Deanna Jasper from the uh, Oilers Entertainment Group for uh, putting together a wonderful event out at the Glendale yesterday. We got a ton to get to. Uh, this is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by World of Spas. Aiden Ganim is uh, our TP on uh, today's show. Brendan Escott is with me as well. You'll hear him during various different times. Coming up um, in the next uh, six minutes, we'll get to some thoughts from Ken Holland, Stuart Skinner, and Jack Campbell at 515. Uh, one of the newest members of the Oilers Hall of Fame, Charlie Huddy. I'm on that committee. Charlie Huddy and Doug Waite. Um, Officially, I will be joining the Oilers Hall of Fame in a game coming up in November. Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service at 535. Elliot was in Edmonton. He was at our golf event yesterday. It was great seeing him there. 605, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. 635 to talk about a, a tough start, but also a cool event taking place up in uh, Cold Lake. U of A Golden Bears uh, General Manager Stan Marple and Reed Wilkins will join us at 650. Lots to get to. With. River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 7804 Street. Don't miss Reuben and Clay. 20, the tour, live at the River Cree, Saturday, September the 30th. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Heard good things about the Brett Michaels show uh, this past Saturday night. You can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleypinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter or X at Oilers Now. My personal handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott is at Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. Uh, very quick a synopsis of the rookie tournament. Not a lot there for Edmonton. I'll be frank with you. It's a good thing. We've had years where Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Darnell Nurse back in 2015 were all at the event. 2010, it was Taylor Hall. 2011, Nugent Hopkins. 2013, uh, Nurse and Clefbaum. 2014, Nurse and Dreisaitl. 2015, the aforementioned McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl and Nurse. 2016 and 17, Pugliarvi. But the Oilers are at a different place right now in their organizational arc. And... Uh, the end result, they played highly competitive. They actually lost a game in regulation to drop to 14-1-3 and in that tournament over the last six years that it's been held in Penticton. Special thanks to everybody uh, out in the Okanagan who took time to come over and say uh, hi. Our top story, by the way is for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Ken Holland saying today that uh, Matthias Eckholm uh, will not... Uh 
He Early in training camp, he's uh, dealing with a bit of a hip flexor, so he will not be available for the Oilers who drop the puck on training camp tomorrow. Let's get into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Excited to announce the women's only workwear store now open, located four doors north of the direct workwear location, Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Here's Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland's initial outlook at the camp. I'm always nervous. I have great respect for how hard it is to, to make the playoffs. So I think as we come in, do, do we know that, uh, you know, if we started with 21, do we know 18 or 19 players are going to be on the roster to open the season? Absolutely. Um, we've got a few things we've got to sort out. And then, obviously, we've got to, we've got to play as a team at a high level starting on opening night. All right, for the Oilers, for me, uh, they've transitioned over the last couple of years, especially in the playoffs, both uh, Evan Bouchard and Ryan McLeod, and it's now time for Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg to put their best foot forward. Here's Ken Holland on Broberg's usage. Well, I think Phil can play left or right. So, um, you know, here in the early going, um, Ekholm's got a, a hip flexor. He probably won't be uh, on the ice for the first little bit uh, of training camp. So I, I, early on, Phillips going to be practicing every day, playing left. And then I would think I, I would think Broberg. You know, I've, and I've talked to Jay. We play eight preseason games. I don't know if anyone's going to play six, seven, or eight. But I would think that Broberg, Holloway, um, and three or four others in that group would probably play you know five games, and and then and then we got to make some decisions as we. Uh, put our team together. That is Evans Oilers general manager Ken Holland. Now, the two goaltenders were also available today. It's my belief that they're competing, that it's not set in stone, that Stuart Skinner is the starter despite wrestling that job away from Jack Campbell last year. Here's Skinner on his offseason. I was just trying to grow every day. Um, just trying to get better, try to make everything better, the mind, uh, spirit, the the body. So, um you know, I had the privilege to work with uh, Carter Hart this summer with uh, Schwartzy and uh, Tristan Jari as well. So it was, uh, it was a good summer. It's got a lot of work done. And meanwhile, Jack Campbell uh, looking, uh, dare I say, uh, well, we had him on the show on Friday, and he talked about the fact that he changed his off-season workout regimen. He looked uh, a little bit different body composition-wise. Was uh, I'll cut to the chase. He's thinner. He looks thinner. He looks thinner in the face. He's ready to go, and here's his mindset entering 23-24. I just learned so much last year, and, you know, I, my standard for myself is so much higher than that, but... Not to dwell on it, but, you know, so much good came from having such a tough year as far as my growth this summer. And, um, you know, my, my focus is getting back to where I know I can be at and even elevating that from what I've done in, in the past. So um, just really excited for the opportunity to, uh, you know, to write a new script this year and, and to uh, get to work with the guys. All right, uh, there you go. That's the audio vault for Direct Workwear. Let's get into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Uh, proud supporters of amateur sport for the last 40-plus years. Drew Shamahorn and his staff will take care of you. ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here is Brendan Escott. Uh, Boston Bruins naming 35-year-old Brad Marchand the uh, 27th captain in team history. 862 points over 947 games, all spent in Boston. Maple Leafs goaltender Matt Murray set for significant surgery, which 
will require significant rehab, according to GM Brad Treeliving. Also, Jake Muzzin will not play at all this year, so there's some cap relief for the Leafs. Steven Stamkos reportedly unhappy with a lack of contract talks in Tampa Bay. The 33-year-old set to play out the last of an eight-year, $68 million deal. It's an $8.5 million uh, cap hit. Oil King set to open the regular season Friday and Saturday night. Home and home series against the Red Deer Rebels. It's uh, at Rogers Place on Saturday night. And you mentioned the Golden Bears heading up to Cold Lake. We'll learn more with Stan Marple in about uh, an hour or so. Uh, when we come back, uh, first of all, we'll mention again, two players added to the Oilers Hall of Fame. Doug Waite, uh, who uh, for seven consecutive seasons led the team in scoring. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. If you were not cognizant uh, or had the privilege of watching the Oilers of the 80s, was Doug Waite your favorite player at a young age? Text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Charlie Huddy, an underrated member of the Oilers uh, dynasty, five-time Stanley Cup champion, second, by the way, in Oilers team history and plus-minus in the playoffs. He won the Emory Edge Award in his initial the initial year that they had that. Charlie Huddy coming up in Oilers now when we return. I got a better song than uh, that to uh, exit the interview with. We'll explain the story in a second. Welcome back, everybody. It's 518 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you, and we are pleased to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and hook up with Oilers Hall of Fame inductee Charlie Huddy. He's our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show the man who has the second best plus minus in team history, in the playoffs, Charlie Huddy, a five-time Stanley Cup champ. Charlie, how you doing? It's Bob Stoffer. I'm doing good, Bob. How you doing? Good. Uh, as a member of the selection committee, I'm pleased to. Uh, uh, I, I'm pleased that both you and Doug Waite are in this year, and. Um, Obviously, the way this works is all the Oilers Hockey Hall of Famers were automatically in the Oilers Hall of Fame. Last year, it was Lee Fogle, a former teammate of yours, and Ryan Smith. And this year, it's you and uh, Dougie Waite. Just a thought on uh, the fact that you're going to be uh, part of a very select group. Um, well, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks to the selection committee. I know there's a lot of... There's a lot of choices that they have, and a lot of a lot of great players have have been through it. So um, I, I thank them for that, and also yourself. Um, you know what? It, it, it's a real honor. Like I mean, I, I just look back, and I was you know so fortunate to be to be an Edmonton Oiler, and then to be part of all five Stanley Cups, and um, and now now for this to happen is uh, it's really special, and to be up there with um, most of those guys were well, they're all all were my teammates. So to be to be up there and be a part of it with those guys is uh, is extra special because we know what kind of players they were. Wayne Gretzky joined us for from Italy for that event and uh, for our, I guess, our discussion and the eventual vote that took place. And he equivocated just, you know, the underrated role. I mean, you had this this group of stars. There's seven hockey Hall of Famers. You know, obviously Gretzky, Messier, Curry, Anderson, Coffey, Lowe, and Grant Fuhrer. And he said Charlie Huddy was uh, one, of the, one of the significantly underrated pieces. And I always got the sense, Charlie, talking to you over the years, you liked the fact that maybe you weren't up in the bright lights and and you just sort of went about and did your thing yeah you know what i i, I did it was uh it was a 
I don't know. It was just a, it was a great way for me to go about it. I mean, those guys, you know what? Those, those guys deserve the spotlight. They were, I mean, those guys are fantastic players. I mean, they were, they were at the top of their game and they're some of the greatest players that, that played in the NHL. And, uh, you know, you, you ask those guys, like especially if you ask Gretz, he goes, you know, we don't we don't win Stanley Cups without without role players and without you know a, a real good fourth line and things like that. So he, I mean, those those guys that were all there appreciated the other the other guys, and for me to be able to go out and do the job that I did quietly and just to be able to you know not have to deal with the media every day. Somebody would come one one media person might come and talk to me once every weeks which was which was fine with me i didn't need it i was i was i was just so happy to play in the nhl that i didn't need anything else i just wanted to i just wanted to play the game that i loved and just you know be be be, be fortunate enough to be on the team that i was that i was on and be around those great players charlie honey joining us uh here on orders now bob stoffer brendan escott with you charlie 82 83 20 goals 57 points as a defenseman but you won the inaugural emory edge award plus 62 actually you and gretz tied that year you'll always have that that's the one time you tied wayne in something yeah exactly yeah. he uh he reminds me about that every once in a while and then cough always throws something in on on that too about yeah as soon as you seen some bad you know looking looking at it you got to the bench as quick as you can so we we had a few laughs on it but you know what um it's a that was, that was a pretty big honor i mean it's uh you know it's a stat that a lot of people take it or leave it and i always said well you know what it's you're right take it or leave it but i'd rather be plus 62 than minus 62 so um that's kind of that's kind of the way that i looked at it uh, all right, look, I got to ask you this, uh, and we'll trans we'll uh, transition it, not this question, but next question into the here and now. But that eighty two eighty three season, guys were close, but you lost to the Islanders in four straight. And there's a saying: before you learn, uh, before you win, you need to go through some losses along the way to learn what it costs. Just a thought process on, you know, uh, eighty two playoffs. You you sort of became a full time NHLer that year. You guys got upset by the Kings, even though they were about forty five points behind you in the standings. And then the next year, you go to a final, and, and some some people favored the Oilers over the Islanders that year, and they swept you at four straight. Did those lessons help you guys become eventual Stanley Cup champions? Well, yeah, they they did for sure. I mean, you, it's uh, you know, it's how do you how do you get experience and how do you learn how to win? And it's I think it's from going through through times like that, like you said, losing to LA, and you know, you go into the summer with a bad taste in your mouth, and you know, knowing that um, you should have you should have lost in that series, you should have been moving forward, and then you get to the Islanders, and it's a tough task to be able to. To beat them, they they still had a great hockey team, and uh, they had a lot of great players on there. They had won previously, and um, you know, you sit back and you look at it. We we learned a lot from those guys. You know, I did heard the story a million times about walking by their dressing room and everybody's got ice packs all over their bodies, and we're just you know we're walking out and going, well, it's, that's probably what it takes to win Stanley Cups. And as you go, as you go through it, you find out how how hard it is. And I, I think that's the big thing that people don't understand is it's how hard it is to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like it's, you know, everybody says, well, the, you know, the whoever should win the Stanley Cup next year. Well, you, you know what? No, they shouldn't because it's, it's so hard. Like everything, everything, when you get, get through the season, yes, and get into the playoffs and then, 
and then move forward from there. It's like you, everything, a lot of things have to line up. Like you have to have a hot goalie. You have to have no injuries. You have to have a little bit of luck on your side. And you have to have everything go kind of going your way and have have momentum on your side. And if, if you don't, if if you don't have that, it's a it's a real tough task to be able to win. But that's kind of what I've always said to people is no idea how hard it was it is to win that Stanley Cup. And only the only people that appreciate it is are the are the are the players and staff and everybody who goes through and sees how actually how hard it is living it day to day. It's a great point and uh, brings us to the here and now because uh, uh, Drysaddle is going to move past you this year when the Oilers make the playoffs in career playoff points. So is Connor. Um, yeah. Any way you can, I mean, you were part of that Winnipeg staff that beat the Oilers in 21. Uh, since then, Edmonton's added Zach Hyman, um, uh, Evander Kane, Ryan McLeod as a full-time player, and then yeah. uh, obviously Matthias Eckholm and, and Evan yeah. Bouchard. They're, they're, they're way better now than they were a couple of years ago, aren't they? Oh, 100%, yeah. You know what, the big thing for me is Eckholm. I, I, like, when they made that trade, that was... For me, that was I, I saw. I saw a lot of him when I was in Winnipeg, and we played Nashville. Yeah, and uh, the way he plays the game and what he brings to the game every night. Like there wasn't. I don't think we ever played Nashville, and there wasn't a game where you're going. You know, how hard is this guy playing? Like it's every shift, it's every game. Like I, I, against us, anyways. He never took a game off, and I mean, I watched him last year, and he's he, he gives you everything he's got. He's a heck of a player, and. Like you say, you just you need to fill in the pieces around it and then move forward. And um, I think everybody, they were that whole team was disappointed in the results of last year, and they'll come back even stronger this year. And it sounds like Connor's done a great job of getting everybody in early. And those, you know, a couple of weeks early, and guys all skating together and hanging out, out out with each other and getting ready for the start of the season, rather than you know kind of filtering in one by one and yeah. getting you know guys coming in two two or three days before camp and coming on the ice. It's it, it it makes a huge difference. It, like it, re- it really does getting the guys together and you know having lunch at the rink and doing doing all the things you need to do to be a successful team. So I think that's a that's a great start for them. And I know that all those guys in that room are probably looking for a, a real good season. And um, you know they deserve it. They've they put their time in, and um, you know we'll see how things go. All right, uh, twenty five seconds or less. What was the song that you used to sing? Uh, you told me when Paul Coffey wound up behind behind the goal. Uh, that was only if we were up, up by more than three. You can dance if you want to. All right, uh, Charlie. Congratulations. You'll be dancing on your special night. This is Men yeah. Without Hats to close. Okay. Thanks, yeah, Charlie. You got it. All right. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. We can dance if we want to We can leave your friends behind Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance Well, they're no friends of mine See, we can go where we want to 528 at Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn And the biggest man without hats fan that I know, Elliot Friedman, coming up next